Hi everyone, welcome back to Memory Maze, taking wrong turns and right decisions with Alzheimer's. I'm your host, Jen, and today I'm sharing a personal story about my dad. And this one is funny. It's about his lifelong love for golf and an unforgettable adventure that unfolded despite his battle with Alzheimer's. Ever since I can remember, golf was my dad's passion. Every Wednesday night was sacred. League night with his buddies, filled with friendly competition, laughter, and cold beers. They forged unbreakable friendships on the course, sharing their triumphs and defeats. Tournaments, trips to Myrtle Beach, you name it, he was there, clubs in hand, and a genuine smile beaming on his face. Each golf club held a personal story, where he got it and the memorable shot it hit, especially his pings. Those were a 50th birthday gift from my mom and they held a very special place in his heart. They represented more than just equipment. They were symbols of his love for her and the game itself. Now, Dad's golf leagues were held at several different golf courses, all within a 35-mile radius of our home. And he played regularly for over 35 years. It was a passion that he held dear, keeping him socially engaged, especially after losing my mom. But unfortunately, eventually, with age, arthritis crept into his hands, and it made holding a golf club difficult. And my dad had been a scratch player, a very good golfer. So to see this joy stolen away from him was cruel. And watching him struggle with knowing that he couldn't comfortably play any longer was really sad. And as recent years went by, sadly, some of his golfing buddies passed away. His Wednesday night memories of laughter faded. And they were replaced by a bit of longing. He missed his sport. And we tried to keep the spark alive. We took him out for occasional rounds or some lessons at the driving range, asking him to relive his glory days and teach us what he knows. And he humored us, but it wasn't the same. And then came Alzheimer's, slowly chipping away at his memory. And that started with confusion and concern over his golf clubs. He'd forget that he no longer played. He'd be calling or texting us constantly about tournament invites from his friends and needing his clubs. Despite the reminders that he no longer played and that a grandchild was using his clubs, the inquiries continued. So we learned our lesson after about the 50th call. We placed his golf clubs right in the middle of his living room, in front of him. Yet the phone calls and the texts persisted a heartbreaking reminder of his fading memory. One Wednesday, he packed his bag, clubs clattering, determined eyes, and said, I think I'll go up to the hilltop and sign up for the tournament. Well, my heart sank, and oftentimes I'd find his clubs loaded into his car. Sometimes one or two were missing, and I knew he had snuck off somewhere and tried to play, leaving a club or two behind. And at first I thought, well, what harm can it do? But then came the golf balls. It started subtly, an occasional box appearing out of nowhere. 
When did he buy these, we'd wonder, and attributing it to his random visits to a golf course. But the occasional boxes turned into multiple ones, overflowing. Even the cleaning lady raised an eyebrow. Our credit card statements confirmed our fears. Monthly charges of $200 to $300 for golf balls. So I tracked his GPS. I had one in his car. He didn't know about it. It was tucked in the back seat. And the map unraveled a story of aimless drives, stops at sporting goods stores scattered across about a 40-mile radius. The gas money alone was staggering. I knew I had to act, so I put signs on his walls. Do not buy golf balls. I even put one on his dashboard, but they didn't work. Those colorful sticky notes, they just became white noise to a man on a mission. So then I took his credit card and I wrote on the back of it, not authorized to buy golf items. That didn't work. And although I'm sure it elicited a confused look from many a cashier. And if you ask, why did he have a credit card? Well, we could no longer give him cash because he'd lose it. So I always left one credit card in his wallet for gas and food. I knew it was going to be a short-lived effort. And that day came. He had a doctor's appointment that was going to be about an hour drive. And I lived over an hour away. He had already missed it once when my brother showed up to take him and he was nowhere to be found. Driving around somewhere, I'm sure, but he didn't have his phone with him. And this is when things really started to go downhill. So I thought I'd get ahead of that day. I'd get an early start in the off chance that if he went missing, I'd allow myself time to go find him. I had his GPS, so I should be fine. And I called him every 10 minutes during my hour drive to remind him that I was coming and not to go anywhere. And every time he assured me he wouldn't. Right up until I pulled up to his house and he was gone and he didn't bring his phone. So aside from my exasperation at the fruitlessness of my efforts, I knew I had the GPS and I knew I had time. So I tracked him. And where was he? Well, he was at Walmart, probably buying golf balls. So I headed there, but unfortunately for me, the GPS only updated every 10 minutes. So by the time I got to Walmart, he was gone. And when I updated the GPS, I only got to see him heading to his old golf course about 45 minutes away. I still knew I had some time, so I headed in that direction. And every 10 minutes I updated, but I'd see him on these back roads, meandering his way through. And what I probably forgot to mention is that my dad was a driver's ed teacher for over 30 years. He knows every back road like the back of his hand. We used to call him a human map. So I decide I'll head him off. I'll beat him at his own game and I'll take the direct route to his golf course. Well, he's not there yet, so I figure he'll arrive soon. I go into the pro shop and I start talking to the guys. Yes, they know my dad. Yeah, he's the guy who comes in and walks around asking for people who haven't been there in 20 years. But no, they don't sell him any golf balls. Hmm, weird. Why isn't he here yet? 
Well, they tell me, there's a pro shop up the street. Maybe we should call over there for you. And sure enough, they did. And guess what? The guys at the pro shop know my dad too. And he just left with a brand new box of golf balls. So back I go to the car. Back I go on to the GPS. And I continue to follow my dad for the next three, yes, three hours, always 10 minutes behind. And he never stopped. He drove around like he was on an endless Sunday drive for over three hours. I laughed. I cried. I shouted at the windshield. I even called the doctor to see if I could still make it because at one point I thought I had him. I thought his next stop was his house. I mean, he was on his own street. But unfortunately for me, I was 10 minutes behind and he had left again. I went back to trying to follow him until he veered off into another back road and I finally gave up. I decided to go back to his house and wait for him. And he showed up about 10 minutes later and about four hours after the doctor's appointment. And you know what he said? Hey, Jay, what are you doing here? Want to go grab a bite to eat? And with a big sigh and a heavy heart, I said, sure, Dad, let's go grab a bite. Yes, he had bought more golf balls. No, he had no idea where he had been that day. And I knew, despite all the tricks up my sleeve, all the sticky notes, the phone reminders, the signs, the GPS tracker, all of the measures we had in place to keep my dad living independently, that I had lost the battle. It was time to take action. And this is when we knew it was time to move dad. And that story is for another episode. But this one, this is just a funny story about a guy who loved to golf and the tricks his brain was playing on him. And while it could be looked at as a wasted day off trying to get him to the doctor, it was actually a quality memory with my dad at a local restaurant having a burger. And sometimes that's the win that you get. I hope you enjoyed the story. The frustration and the humor are real, but the time, the time is precious. So find the precious and enjoy it. And until next time, stay strong, stay kind, and never forget to laugh.